Hello, everybody. Welcome to the All Points Performance Podcast. And I don't even necessarily keep track of numbers anymore, so I'm not quite sure which episode I'm on. Uh, But today we're going to talk about correctives, guys. We're going to talk about correctives. I work out of two training centers, two facilities. One is Upper Canada College. Super excited to be there. Started there a couple weeks ago. It's a top private uh, educational institution in Canada. And the other one is Fortis West, and that's uh second opening of the gym of another gym, Fortis. It's in downtown Toronto. This one's owned by Jeremy Hamilton, who was a uh, former world, who is a former world record holding powerlifter. So in both my facilities, you know, the, generally the population I work with is athletes, but there's a lot of Gen Pop people that are in these facilities as well, and kids. And a key. That I keep seeing people performing, which I love to see, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, is correctives. That is corrective exercises, exercises that are working on smaller supportive um, tissues or muscle groups that are resetting the body or recalibrating the body, restoring function, and you can prehabilitation is another word for a lot of these drills to come back from or prevent likely injury. So I love the fact that when I'm training at Fortis, how many people now that I see doing correctives, I see people uh, doing Stuart McGill's big three. I see people really making use of lacrosse balls and foam rollers. I see people really making use of some uh, stability oriented kettlebell drills, Um, the bamboo bar and using instability work. I've worked with a couple of guys at UCC that can do handstands. I wouldn't necessarily call handstands a corrective, but being able to be that stable in an overhead movement is that really that really shows the virility. Excuse that sound on my screen. The virility of your of your shoulders or bulletproof shoulders, quote unquote. So you know, correctives are amazing in all their facets, and I want to go a little bit of a rant here on correctives. It really doesn't matter what your sport was as long as you've been playing sports and as long as you've been I'm just exposing yourself to day-to-day life, right? You're a student and you're sitting in a chair a lot of the day. Uh, Then maybe you're commuting to work and you're sitting down in a train or stuck in your car. Um, You're at work. You might be in the same position whether it's sitting or standing, Lack of movement, right? So you're if you're not moving your body in certain areas, think of like yoga. Think of all the, excuse me, thousands of yoga poses that we have. If you're not exploring those movements that your body can create, you start to lose them. And your body starts to bring itself back to the, the stimulus that you're giving it. Oh, I'm going to be in the seated nine degrees position, then I'm going to make the hip flexors a little bit tighter. I don't really need the glutes. The glutes, we don't really need them because we're not sprinting, we're not running, we're not doing anything that age, we're not jumping. So once you get over age 20, you have a lot of these compensations that your body started to pile up. They've started to pile up, especially if you're an athlete, especially if you're repetitively giving your body the same stimulus over and over. Even if you're just somebody who goes to the gym and lifts weights. My guess is your program is not expansive enough and doesn't contain enough correctives that uh, th- that, it, that it's equal and that it's really working out well. Unless you have a really intelligent coach or you've picked a brilliantly execute a brilliantly written program that you're executing perfectly which is extremely rare 
Then as you get older, as you get into 30s, 40s, 50 plus, you got compensations, man. Your body has a lot of compensations. Low back tightness, uh, maybe disconnection from the mind-muscle connection from the glutes and glutes not firing. A lot of my athletes, a lot of my fastest, most explosive, highly skilled athletes, I'll put them on a table and test their glute function and it's not working. Um, ankle mobility is huge for a lot of plyometric athletes, a lot of basketball players, a lot of volleyball players start getting really stiff ankles from constantly being springy, but never exploring its full range, not spending a lot of time in a fully, uh, plant in fully planter flexed. So adding in correctives, having those a part of your program right from the beginning is key. Right, and let me go down the list of here that I have a couple. So Stuart McGill, BackFitPro.com is his website, and his I mean his key three drills are the or his famous three I should say are the Stuart McGill Big Three, which are the Bird Dog, the Modified Sit Up, and I'm, I'm forgetting the third of the McGill Big Three. It's been a while since I've done those. Um, I'm. But the, the bird dog and the modified setup and the third one will come to me. And he really popularized those as, as methods to activate and stabilize the core and then be able to uh, go use those beforehand into your training. And he's famously trained with Brian Carroll, who's like a, who was a world record-holding powerlifter as well. I squatted over 1,000 pounds, really messed up his back and his spine, and from working with McGill was able to – was able to go from not being able to get out of a chair to being able to squat more than a thousand pounds again or break his own world record so that alone proves that that quote those qualities can be rebuilt uh hip airplanes are another one that's a hinging movement where you hinge all the way forward on one leg like a single leg deadlift and then you open the hips you rotate to open your hip to turn to the side now this is a move that i've used a lot with my uh Hockey players and figure skaters, two groups that I've worked with for a while now, because of how therapeutic that movement of rotation is to the hip. And especially the, the internal rotation, skating athletes tend to, tend to lose because they're, they're doing so many thousands of repetitions of external rotation for the hip. So hip airplanes are another one. I really don't care what your activity or your sport is. Animal crawls and or yoga in any and all of its forms are certainly going to be uh, corrective and therapeutic for anybody, right? Those are flowing movements. Those are movements where they're not so rigid. You're not moving up and down or straight side to side. There's rotational elements happening at multiple joints. And, and yoga is a beautiful corrective. There's still a lot of uh, yoga flows that I'll follow that'll wear me down. I've been teaching yoga for coming up on a decade now, right? And the, I will still be challenged by poses. There's still a lot of poses that will challenge me. Uh, and I'm doing my yoga in French now, which is, which is awesome. That makes it fresh and new for me. You're going to hear that buzzing again as my screen goes off here. But yo yoga and animal crawls are another way that you can pull your body back to middle and regain some of the range of motion and control that you didn't have from before or that you lost from some of your activities. Um, and then certainly with almost all my athletes, I will do shoulder work. It'll be either overhead work or external rotation work. So we're correcting posture and restoring function to the shoulder because we're so forward oriented in our society. Uh, 
And then I, I mean, I only have one, but I love pulling out the, my shoulder rock mace and I make use of that with as many of my shoulder oriented athletes as I can. When Summer McIntosh is getting ready for the Olympics or it might have been just after Olympics, I forget. I got her a shoulder rock that she can keep at home and make use of as she calls her secret weapon. And, and that's a, a mace or a rotational movement with a mace creates suppleness at that shoulder joint, teaches the joint to flex and relax, flex and relax. And that is key, one of the key qualities in a great athlete, the ability to quickly recruit muscle when required and quickly allow that muscle to relax. That's why a, like a, a bodybuilder might not be able to out sprint, might not be able to, cannot. <laughs> Out sprint a sprinter when sprinters are really jacked, right? A bodybuilder could train sprinting for, they can create a lot of force, might be a really big, strong guy. But aside from the technical aspect of running, I guess this ties into the technical aspect of running. The bodybuilder really doesn't know how to relax his muscles at the speed that a sprinter can. Whereas a sprinter can snap the glutes fire and as a stride comes back, they relax in milliseconds and then fire again. So the ability to relax and then fire again or suppleness, if you just want to call it that, is key in what separates great athletes from good or, or regular athletes. So make sure that you have correctives in your program, right? I In my role now, I work with so many teenage boys. It's a hard, a hard population to work with that they just want to walk in the gym and lift weights. And, you know, at that age, from 13 to 18, 19, 20, pretty hard. To feel the results of what you're doing and get injured. Though I do already have some boys. Already I have some boys who come in bench press, bench press, bicep curl, bicep curl. And then, you know, come to me and go, oh, coach, like, yo, my, my shoulder hurts. Oh, your shoulder hurts. Wow. I'm pretty sure I told you your shoulder was going to hurt. <laughs> and then I'll show them some correctives, the same correctives that I offered them in the beginning. Now their shoulder hurts. And I'll show them and they'll be able to make that change. Uh, so you'll see some of the real... Leaders on this that I've learned a lot from are Aaron Horshig at Squat University. He's got a brilliant library of correct squatuniversity.com, I believe it's his website. And he's got a brilliant library of corrective exercises for, um, he really focuses on squats, but then he'll go into shoulder intensive stuff. He'll go into uh, ab and lower back intensive stuff. He'll really, he'll go into feet, a huge thing on the feet. I've learned a lot in terms of feet from him. Uh, another leader, probably the top leader in this category is Kelly Starrett from the Ready State. Or he used to be Mobility Wad, and now he's the Ready State, and that guy has, I, I believe he has an app, or it's an online mobility coach, and, and it might be, I haven't used it, but it might be specified to what your sport is and what your activities are, um, and great on YouTube as well. And then another really great one for the animal crawls and some of the flowing movements is Vava Fitness, V-A-H-V-A. And he's on YouTube. And a lot of my animal crawls, my flowing movements I use with my athletes, I learned from uh, this guy. I'm not quite, I'm not quite remembering his name. But animal crawls are a great way to add them into your warm up and slowly get supple qualities back. That is, that should be the base of strength and, and explosiveness, guys. I believe I learned this from Joe DeFranco where he said we don't, we don't want to um, load 
strength on top of dysfunction. And if your body needs correctives in certain areas, there's dysfunction there that needs to be corrected. And you don't want to add load on top of it. You want to address the key issue. And sure, if you're an athlete, you need to kind of keep doing your sport. So you might need to, in theory, keep loading that dysfunction. But that's going to require changes and possibly changes in technique to keep your body healthy, as well as those underlying correctives to pull you back at least to a, a medium where you're not going so far in one direction that you end up getting injured. So I love seeing correctives. I love the explosion of correctives. I love the fact that they're now more popular than ever, that people know they have to take care of their bodies. Don't get me wrong. You don't want to go too far left where your workout is like completely correctives and you never break a sweat. Or you never do lift anything heavy or never do anything metabolically intense. Some some correctives, like, you know, if somebody's got weak abs, you could sit there and make them do 15 bird dogs and they'll be with proper technique and they'll be like breaking a sweat. But that's obviously not as effective as actually doing some sprints or doing some squats or, you know, doing some push-ups, things of that nature. So make sure you have correctives in your program. You guys can always reach out to me at coach underscore JG or JG at all points dot fit. That's a new email, JG at all points dot fit. And uh, I can certainly get to help me with the program or helping you consult with uh, what your athletes, clients, team needs. I will catch up with you guys later. Thanks, everybody.